Chris, is there any style choice you've regretted from your past? Well, when I was younger, I did have an afro. Good old Afro Renfro. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. That was really bad. Is there is there a reason for the Afro? Were you just a big fan of disco music? <laughs> well, a little, disco music was a little bit before my time, Tyler. Hey. Yeah, but... Uh, throw the throwback. Yeah. Well, what happened was when my hair grew out, I didn't know this, but it just went straight out. And so... There wasn't much I could do about it. Don't but I just that. kept on trying. I just kept trying to grow it. Don't get the luscious locks just flowing down no, the back? not at all. I've learned my <laughs> lesson. What about you, Tyler? Well, I had these, these pants in middle school that were plaid all the way down. Long pants, plaid all the way to the ankles. Every time I look back on pictures, it is rough. Oof. That sounds terrible. I think I'll take the afro over that. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, it's Tyler Joyner here with our podcast, Weekly Hope. I'm here with Pastor Chris. So let's talk about death. The fall, Genesis 3, 1 through 10. Heavy topic. What a topic. Yeah. Whew. So what'd you say the goal of this sermon was this past Sunday? Yeah, so we talked about Adam and Eve and their story, and the goal was that everybody would see that their story is our story, their sin is our sin, and their solution is our solution. And so ultimately, we, we wanted everybody to walk out of the room that heard the sermon yesterday, or if you listen online, um, that as you hear, you, you don't walk away from it in despair, but in freedom and with hope, because uh, ultimately what we see in the goodness of God is that He had a plan and a solution, and that was in Jesus Christ. And so even in our worst moments, even in, um, in the depths of our despair, God still loves us. God still sought us. Um, in, in verse 9, we see that he seeks out Adam and Eve, and he asks that question, the first question that God ever asks, which is, where are you? And that's a question that he's asking every human on this earth. And so, um, and we see that time and time again through Scripture in Romans 1, Romans 2, Acts 17, uh, Colossians 2, 1 through 3. Like, we just see it time and time and time again that that God is, has put eternity on our hearts and is is drawing, leading, seeking us to to come to Him and to admit our sin, admit our mistakes, and find our rest and hope in Him. Man, I think that's so good. I mean, just leaving messages like this that can come across sometimes as a little heavier, uh, how much more of an encouragement we really get to leave with knowing what the Lord has saved us from and the ultimate goal of God's plan that we get to continue to see. Yeah, and it's one of the things that I shared in the sermon yesterday because I think sometimes you get you get a little bit like closer to church and you get a little sure. closer to the Bible or you get closer to like maybe some spiritually godly people and it almost like exposes your your sin even more. And there's like this this point to where you can even feel worse before you feel better because mm-hmm. you see your stains. Like you yeah. can see it more clearly in the light the closer you get to God's standard and God's holiness and those who really are following him. And um, and I think, you know, for some, you can hear a message like this, and it's like, it's heavy, and it's weighty, and it's it's discouraging, or it's painful, or you're sure. reminded of your sin, you're reminded of your mistakes, you're reminded of your past. Um, but, but we're never intended to stay there. Like, it's okay for us to be broken. Mm-hmm. It's not okay for us to stay there. Um, it's, it's God's design that we would seek him and be made whole, in him. So that was kind of the point of what we were driving at. Um, 
in the beginning and then as we concluded the sermon yesterday. No, that's great. Um, so one of the, the things I just want to touch on was you talked about how even in the garden, God set up a parameter of what was right and what was wrong by setting forth what fruits to avoid and which ones to partake in. And I think this is just really still applicable today in culture and society. Uh, how would you say we practically use God's word as a barrier for what we should do and should not do? Well, God's word uh, is the standard. Mm. And I mean, we believe that God's word is uh, inerrant and infallible and that it's our, it's our source of actual truth. And so that we can trust it and we can follow it as like the best way to live our lives um, and that in it, like we can find the good path forward as we, as we do filter big and small, like major life decisions and daily life decisions through, um, through God's word that it, it really does permeate like every aspect of our lives. And so, I mean, how do we, how do we filter, you know, the, our life through that is, man, we read it, we study it, we live it. Like it, it's not just this thing that we do or this like little side aspect of our life kind of when it's convenient, but that God's word like really does take root in our souls and we, we live it on a daily basis. And I would just also highlight like, um, when Satan came and tempted Adam and Eve, like one, they were deceived. And that's one of the things that we talked about yesterday. Um, but in his deception, he focused on the negative aspect of God's command. And, and what we had shared was that in Genesis 2, God shares with Adam and Eve that, that all of creation is theirs. Everything is theirs to partake in and to have dominion over. It's all there for them, with the one minor exception of this one tree. Uh, and he even, he even set some some parameters for that to say, like, because I don't want you to die. Like, mm-hmm. and then he, he tells them that in Genesis 2, 16, 17. Um, but then when, when Satan tempts Adam and Eve, he focuses on the negative, And he says, did God actually say that you can't eat of any tree in the garden? And, and really challenges, like, the goodness and the character of God in that. And I think that's what's happening even still today yeah. is... Because a lot of people would look at Scripture and God's Word, and they would say, like, man, what a terrible list of rules that you have to follow. Like, sure. how fair is that? Like, what kind of God would put those parameters on you? And and the reality is, like, God's given us this great life and this great dominion and this great thing that we can do as we enjoy Him and His creation. And He set some parameters for our protection, for our good. And we shouldn't look at it as, like, a miserable thing, we should look at it as a, as a joyful and a, and a helpful and a good thing. No, I think you're spot on. I think that's um, the same lie still being told today. Absolutely. It, it is truly amazing looking and seeing how little really has changed in that way. Yeah, absolutely. And, and as we said later in the sermon that, um, you know, it, the same sin is like, it's, it's happening over and over that yeah. when Eve looked at the fruit and mm-hmm. she saw that it was good to eat and she saw that it was good for food, and mm-hmm. and she saw that it was to be like desired to make one wise. Mm-hmm. It's it's First John two over and over again. Like it's the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life that is just just remaking itself 
thousands of years later in yeah. our hearts and our lives today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So speaking on that, um, you talked about how when Eve looked on the apple, she found it desirable for three reasons, that it was physically good, um, that it looked like it would taste good and would satisfy her, and that it would give her something she didn't have, being wisdom. So today's society, we live where we have access to everything. I mm-hmm. mean, it is so easy to have, find and have anything that could fill any of those three things. Um, what does this continual eye look like today then? Yeah, I mean, I think you spoke to it a little bit in that we have access to it all. Sure. More so than, than any uh, civilization in the history of the world that we have access to, to it all. And yet we find ourselves more empty yeah. than, than most likely any civilization mm-hmm. in the history of the world. And even as I shared in the beginning of the sermon that, uh, you know, the average life expectancy of, of American males is actually decreasing for yeah. the first time in, in hundreds of years. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, because of deaths of despair and this idea that, that there are so many deaths from alcohol abuse and drug abuse um, and suicide that it's actually driving down the overall life expectancy mm-hmm. of our population. Um, so I think there's some sort of interesting correlation there that like the more access we get yeah. to being able to pursue every desire that we could possibly want, the more hopeless we feel. No, I think, I, I think exactly. I think you're right on. Um, one of the things you've kind of finished up with was a statement you said, which is the more we understand the gap created by our sin, the greater we can understand God's grace. I just want you to touch on that a little bit more on what you mean by that. Well, uh, I think that um, the more that we recognize our sinfulness, and I think that's pre-relationship with Jesus Mm -hmm. and even post-relationship with Jesus, um, the greater appreciation we have for what he's done for us. And so when, when you can see, even after you've been following Jesus 20, 30, 40, 50 years, uh, you know, you often recognize not how much better of a person you are, but how much more sinful of a person you are and how much, how much you need Jesus. Yeah. Um, and I see that playing out in my life over and over again, that, that I don't, I don't think I'm getting closer to perfection. You know, I'm, I'm recognizing more and more that it really is Jesus who I need and um, nothing without him. And so for those who are listening that, I mean, you, you've just been striving, you've been trying, and you've been, you've been trying to be that good person. Um, and the truth of the gospel is like, you can't. You can't be a good enough person. You can't, you can't get your way to God. You can't work your way to God. There's no three-step process. Um, when God asked Adam and Eve, where are you? He, he was asking for their sake. He wasn't asking for his sake. He knew where they were, but he was, and he was wanting them to come and, and, and desperately like come to him in, in their despair and to seek him and to seek forgiveness. And you know, they didn't do it. That's true. They're hiding and that's what we do. And we hide. And, uh, and I, I, we think that we can hide our sin and we can cover it up and we can fix ourselves and, um, and what God wants is us to come to him. And so I, I would just 
beg, man, anybody that's listening, that um, hope and peace and eternal life are found in Jesus Christ and in Jesus Christ alone. And God has, has given him to be the payment, that substitutionary atonement for our sins, that he, he took all those sins and he bore them on the cross. Um, and it's through faith in him. And that's really it. It's, it's just through faith in him alone and what he did for us that we can have life in him. Man, and what an encouragement that message really can be, that no matter how much shame we may feel for the decisions we've made, that Christ has given us life abundant and everlasting. Yeah. I think that's the best encouragement we could leave a message like this on. Um, so just kind of wrapping it up, is there any updates for our people and for Hope Church that to be keeping on the radar for this month? Well, first, I would just encourage you to jump into a community group, mm-hmm. talk about this, talk about some of the questions that you have. Um, and, and even, I think this is a great week to talk a little bit about life before Christ and then what life has looked like after your relationship with Christ mm-hmm. and how how much He has changed uh, your life. I mean, and I think it's so encouraging for others to hear because our stories and the things that we walk through and the and the hurt and the pain, I mean, God can really leverage that. And we've said weeks before that He can either restore or redeem all of those things for His glory. And so uh, plug into a group and you can find information about our groups on our website, uh, hopechurchjc.com. And we would love to help you get connected in some Christian community with others who are walking through life as well and seeking Him. A few announcements. This Sunday, we have member affirmation. We've got a number of people that are going to be joining Hope Church, so it's going to be a really fun Sunday. And at the end of our service, we actually have um, Discover Hope, and that's our class for you to find out more information about the church, meet some of the leadership team, meet some people in Hope Church, and uh, and hear more about our mission, vision, values, and what we're doing. So we would love to invite you to come be a part of that. We'll have free lunch, childcare provided, and it'll be a great quick meeting after the service. So uh, join us for that. You can sign up for that on our website. On the 17th, the following Sunday, we're sending a team to Puerto Rico to serve with our mission partner there, Missio Day, uh, that just planted one week before our church. And so we're so excited to go serve them. They actually just closed on a space for their church to meet in. And so we're going to go do some work to help get that ready. And it's going to be a great time. And then on the 24th, we have men's cornhole uh, at my house, actually, and it'll be a fun time just for some of our guys to be able to hang out together and have a men's event, and uh, we're going to see who the best best cornholers are in our church. It's going to be great. That's awesome. Yeah, I think it's good. we got a fun month ahead of just some really great things we get to do and serve. Yeah, can't wait. Can't wait. Um, so you finished the sermon with a little ending um, that you, you just gave to our people. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know if you'd be willing to share that again. I just think it's so good. It's a great encouragement to leave with as far as who our church is. Yeah, the Lord put this on my heart just a couple weeks ago as I was uh, on a plane and flying back uh, to Atlanta and uh, really feel like it was just helpful for our people and I'm going to be sharing it over the over the course of the next few weeks or months or as long as the Lord kind of puts it on our heart because I really feel like this is... Hope Church. And so as I concluded the service, said this, we are a church of the weary who have found their rest in Jesus Christ. We are a church of the broken who have been made whole by Jesus Christ. We are a family helping outsiders become insiders through Jesus Christ. We are friends, listening, loving, and caring for each other as Christ cares for us. And we leave here today 
sent with the hope of the gospel through the power and presence of Jesus Christ, the mighty friend of sinners.